The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 13th chapter. At that very time, there were some present who told Jesus about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they are worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Were those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? And he replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. One more minute. Okay, one more hour. Okay, maybe one more day. Okay, who am I kidding? I need one more week, one more month, one more year, one more decade to get it right. In one of my favorite songs from Americana artist John Fulbright, he has this confessional lyric. He says, I could use another 20 years to fix the last 15. And I wonder if the fig tree in our gospel reading for this morning felt that way. Or I guess the fig tree's line would have to be, I could use another year to fix the last three. You only get that joke if you were listening closely to the reading. (laughs) Eternally optimistic, we humans can't help but think to ourselves, maybe with just a little more time to work things out, we'll finally get it right. I'll finally get my act together. I'll finally bear fruit after this time of fruitlessness. Maybe you're feeling fruitless in your relationship, struggling to get along, struggling to work things out. Maybe you're feeling fruitless in pursuing a relationship, endlessly searching for someone to invest in, someone to invest in you the way that you want to invest in them. Maybe you're feeling fruitless at work, unable to write or create or design, or simply fruitless in your motivation, tired of going to the office day after day only to face the same old, same old, your energy waning. Maybe you're feeling fruitless in your journey towards self-care, not making it to the gym, not eating the way you should, full of back and muscle tension from constantly being there for other people when you desperately need time for yourself. Or maybe you're feeling fruitless in your friendships, forgetting a good friend's birthday or failing to call when you said you would, or saying something thoughtless in the exact moment when he or she needed you to show support. 
We all want time to work these and other things out. Time to try to get it right on all these counts and in all of these various facets and areas of our lives. We push ourselves in each of these arenas, trying harder and harder to bear fruit and often coming up with seemingly nothing. Sometimes it feels that the harder we try, the less things turn out the way that we want them to. And in such moments, we look at that fig tree without any figs on it, and we think to ourselves, how are you, old friend? We readily identify with its inability to produce, its inability to bear fruit. We want to. We just can't seem to sometimes, no matter how hard we try. And so we long for the gift of time, time to make things right, Time, which would afford us a chance to try again. Time to rest, recuperate, regenerate, so that the next time that we do try, we actually have a fighting chance. And this is where our gospel reading speaks purely and clearly to our weighed down and overtired hearts. For in it, we see the fig tree gifted with more time. More time to sit there and not produce. More time to contemplate its lack of production. And my personal favorite, more time to simply sit in the manure of our lives, right? Yes, dear friends, today's gospel is somewhat about the poopy things in life and how at times they can help us. Sometimes we just simply have to sit in it for a while in order to find a place of generation once again. In our gospel, the gardener begs the owner for one more year to see if the fig tree can produce, and then he promptly covers it with manure and waits. Covered in manure. Oh, the places we could go with this, right? But truthfully, when we are covered in manure, metaphorically speaking, of course, we do experience several things that can help us on our journey to regeneration. First of all, when covered in the manure of life, we are forced to admit that life is often hard, that things aren't always easy or simple, and that we don't have to pretend that they are. And this leads us to the very productive gift of vulnerability. When covered in the manure of life, we are forced to admit that we aren't perfect, not even close, and that we have contributed to our own stagnation. And from this comes the very productive gifts of honesty and authenticity. When covered in the manure of life, we are forced to admit that we, as individuals and as a culture, place way too much emphasis on production and perfection and bumper crops in the first place. And this leads us to the very productive gifts of grace for ourselves and compassion for others. When we are covered in the manure of life, we are forced to recognize that while things may be hard now, they weren't always this hard, and there will come a time when life will grow easier once again. And this leads us to the very productive gift of gratitude. As a new mom and full-time pastor, 
I have been thinking on these themes a lot this year. I often feel as though I am working, 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 and yet it seems that the fruit just doesn't ripen the way that I want it to. I don't feel that I'm bearing enough fruit as your pastor. I don't feel that I'm bearing enough fruit as a new mother. And I don't feel that I'm bearing enough fruit for myself. And in the midst of this, I'm having to learn to give myself the grace necessary to keep going, to give it more time, to try again, to know that God is cheering me on even when I feel like all I'm doing is letting God down and those I love down. And sitting in the manure of the reality that even as a pastor and as a mom, I simply cannot be all things to all people the way that I want to be in each moment is teaching me some important lessons, much-needed lessons, perhaps long-overdue lessons. From sitting in the manure, I'm learning to partner more. I'm learning that I don't have to do it all by myself. I'm learning that I don't have to try for perfection every time. I'm learning that my sermons don't need to measure up to some unreachable standard because at the end of the day, they simply need to be true to God's word, which is already written and really at the end of the day doesn't need my help anyway. And so I'm learning to be gracious with myself as a pastor and as a mother and as a child of God. But you don't have to be a pastor or a mom to feel these things, right? Going back to the beginning, we all have those various hats that we wear. You know, all those different arenas where we're trying to be right and do right in our various and many vocations. And I know all of you. All of you are exactly the kind of people that try to take on a little bit of everything and maybe a little too much sometimes, trying to do right by everyone and by everything. But when we stop for a moment, when we're given that gift of time, when we sit in the midst of it, and we begin to process all of this, I think that therein we finally find space to grow. There is the gift of the time that we need for our roots to go deeper and to grow stronger. There is a moment for us to soak in the sunlight and let it fill our souls with new life. So when we take this time and we sit in the midst of it, when all of that happens, through God's goodness and God's grace, there isn't much then that will keep us from bearing fruit. With God, there is always more time. There is always one more chance to get it right. Another minute, another day, another hour, whatever it is that you need, that's the gift of grace that we confess. And here in this place, we are regularly reminded of that through the gifts of grace received in God's word and gathered around God's table where we are fed and sustained and rejuvenated to go forth and grow. God's patience, unlike ours, especially mine, knows no bounds. It has no limits. But even more important than the gift of a little more time, even with all of the time in the world, the problem is that that gift of more time, that graciousness received there, well, it isn't quite enough, is it? 
because we know that even with more time, even with all the time in the world, there will be moments when we still fail to produce, moments when we remain dormant, even with the gift of time. Moments when no matter how hard we try, we still remain fruitless. And that's the great thing about our Lutheran understanding of grace, the full depth and the breadth and the glory of it. Because we confess that even if given one more year and still no fruit, God's love will remain. God's grace will still be there. And that promise is true now. It's true a year from now. It's true for always. Amen.